Welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. We tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on, from the technical to the emotional, and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode, and if you haven't already, give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. Today I want to tackle the question, are you too old to start making video games? And this is a question that gets asked a lot in this industry. In fact, I asked it myself not too long ago as someone in their mid-30s with an established career. It seemed like it was a good question to be asking. I have a family and I had put a lot of time into a finance career. So at my age was starting over a bad idea. This is what I was asking myself. And based on my own experiences and research, I noticed some common reasons that people seem to ask this question in the first place. So before I give my opinion on whether or not you're too old at a certain age, let's talk about what the reasons are, and maybe we can debunk some of these in a couple of minutes. So first, there's the time factor. If you're just interested in game dev and haven't started yet, then there's a great deal of stuff to learn. This takes time. You need time to learn everything, and I think we can all agree that there is a whole lot to learn. Programming by itself, even if you're learning visual scripting, is still a really daunting task. But there's also so much to add on top of that as well, and so there's definitely an intimidation factor there for a lot of people. We could also be talking about crunch time. The game development industry is really notorious for crunch time, where developers have periods of time where they work massive overtime on a daily basis in order for that studio to meet their production deadlines. And this can be true for indie developers as well. There's always a pressure to meet deadlines, whether it's for a publisher, a loyal fan base waiting for you, or just for you to meet your own personal goals. And not everyone wants to have to deal with that kind of work. It's hard on anyone, but it's especially hard on families, and not everyone would want to be a part of that. There's also the matter of how much free time do you have. Younger people in general will often have fewer demands and responsibilities than people who are older, and there are exceptions to everything, but generally I think this would be the case. So one could argue that younger people that have less responsibilities might have more time to play and make games, giving them a little bit of an edge. And for myself, I have a really hard time making the time to play video games. And I also know that it's important to be able to do that because in order to be creative in this industry, I have to be absorbing different types and styles of video games to help keep my creative juices flowing all the time. So the next issue could be the money factor, right? Can you make money making video games? Obviously, everyone knows that you can make money. That's that's clear. But I think what people are really asking themselves when they're thinking about this issue is, is it a viable source of income? Can I quit my full-time job when I have a mortgage and a family and bills and financial responsibilities coming out of my ears? And if you research this, there's a lot of scary information out there and stats can vary from website to website. But after doing some research, I knew going into this industry that it potentially has up to a 95% failure rate, meaning 95% of indie game developers that actually finish and publish their games, which is not most of them, by the way, 95% of them do not break even. They lose money or they don't make enough to fund making a second project. There are a lot of numbers floating around out there that are absolutely terrifying. A few years back, despite how badly I wanted to be a game developer, I had grouped it mentally with the term starving artist, 
if you know what I mean. Like if you want to have this awesome job where you make games for a living, then you're going to have to be poor if you do it. That's obviously not the case all of the time, but when you hear numbers like 95% fail rate, it's easy to understand where a mindset like that can come from. Now, I always thought that game developers that had YouTube channels were better positioned to make games. After all, some of them have really massive audiences that they can share their games with. And yet, when those YouTubers would report their sales numbers, I always thought the numbers were honestly pretty underwhelming, at least the people that I followed. And as someone who always wanted to do both game dev and have a YouTube channel to promote the game, I found this pretty discouraging, and I'm sure many of you are in the same boat with that as well. Steam takes 30% of your revenue, Kickstarter takes 5%, plus another 3 to 5% in payment processing. Publishers can take anywhere from 10 to 40%, depending on their terms. So even the numbers you see in YouTube thumbnails with, like, my game made this much money, it's not even really true. That's not the net amount that they took home. And so, it's definitely understandable why people with families and mortgages and bills and responsibilities and all of that may not want to take that risk. Another one, if I'm being honest, is the embarrassment factor. So when I was 20, long before I was making YouTube videos and podcasts, I wanted a quote unquote respectable job. <laughs> I wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted to be seen as intelligent and responsible. Now you could call that an ego thing of mine, but I, I really just, I wanted to be seen as a proper grown-up back then, probably because I didn't actually feel like one. Nikki and I had our son when we were quite young, and that can really make it feel like all eyes are on you. What are you going to do with your life now? Are you still going to go to school? And, you know, things like that. You feel like you're being judged. But my story is not unique, not even to people who had kids at a young age. I just think that as a society, we kind of use our jobs or our businesses or whatever we do for a living to define us in some sort of way. I went to school for accounting and did financial analysis work for a while. I felt underpaid and overworked, but I, f I did feel like a real grown-up when I was there, you know? Whatever the hell that means, but that's how it made me feel. It was almost like I can hold my head up high when people ask me what I do for a living. It sounds like it might be something that's kind of complicated and a little bit boring, and because of that, they'll assume that I'm paid well and they'll respect me for it. This was my thought process anyways, and I've kind of grown out of that mindset since then. But I know that a lot of people operate this way, and so when someone asks me what I do for a living and I say I'm a game developer and a YouTuber, <laughs> I get this feeling that comes over me that makes me feel like silly for lack of a better word like I just kind of automatically assume that people are going to be like what the fuck seriously that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life what are you 12 so you just like play video games all day long now don't get me wrong this is a dream of mine and I take a lot of pride in the fact that my wife and I are doing everything that we possibly can to make this work but that embarrassment factor it's not gone yet telling people what I do for a living it doesn't really make me want to hold my head high just yet. It's a moment that makes me feel a little bit embarrassed and judged and sheepish, and I'll look for any way to shut the conversation down or change the subject. Another factor is the whole quote-unquote, it's a young person's game factor. If you're an indie game developer, you're probably going to be going onto YouTube at some point to watch tutorials or talks about game dev, all that kind of stuff. And most of these guys are pretty young. 
Maybe that's just from my perspective. I don't know. But like 98% of the YouTubers that I watch look like they're fresh out of school. And as a game dev, you are likely going to have to learn some programming at some point. And I think that the tech industry has that same kind of young person game label attached to it. So personally, I find that it can be really easy to get discouraged when you really want something, but all of your idols are half your age. Back to our question, are you too old for game development? Okay, so here's the thing. It takes a lot of time to learn game dev. It is a steep learning curve, and yes, crunch time is still a thing in this industry, though I think it is a little less relevant for solo developers unless they're putting that on themselves or if you have a publisher that's really pushing hard on you. I don't think your age has to be an issue with any of this, though. Regardless of how much or how little free time you have, if there's something you want to learn, then you'll make the time to learn it during your free time. If you have less free time because you have a job and a family and various other responsibilities, then it's just going to take a little bit longer to learn. Not a big deal. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't start. Make the time for yourself and do it on the side while you learn. It doesn't really matter if it's a slow game, if it's something that you really want. When I started, I often had less than an hour a day, and often I would get up early and like do it before work. So, and that's just what worked with my schedule, right? You got to do whatever works for your schedule. And regarding money, yes, 95% of indies do not break even. But guess what? If you can zoom out from game development and go into the business world and realize that there are like 90% of startups fail there as well. These scary statistics that you hear, they're not exclusive to game development. As a game developer, unless you're working for someone else and it's your job, then you're doing it as an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurship has a high failure rate. There are a lot of places you can make mistakes. That is just how running a business goes. And I think that a lot of people can get sucked into the magic of making games and fall under this kind of delusion that great games will just sell themselves. And most of those people that think this way, they're not going to do very well in this industry. This is an art, but it's also a business. And I don't have any of my own experience making money from a video game yet, and I don't pretend to. I'm simply parroting what other successful game developers will tell you based on research and my own experiences with entrepreneurship in general. Can you make money? Yes, absolutely. That's very obvious. You can make a lot of money making games. Many people have, and age has nothing to do with it. What it takes is hard work, perseverance, overcoming failures, and the willingness to treat your game like it is a business product. Now, when it comes to embarrassment about your profession, as I'm kind of learning right now, it's just something that I kind of have to grow into, I guess, or get used to. Game developers make products that entertain and inspire people. That is, in my opinion, a really damn noble thing to do for a living. There's nothing to be embarrassed about there. I'm just having trouble switching myself into that mindset. And moreover, I would actually say that a good game developer finds a way to channel the inner kid in themselves, because most of us that are here wanting to do this as a profession played a lot of video games growing up, and those games probably inspired you. It's about finding that childlike wonder in you again and channeling that into a product that's going on to inspire someone else. Being a video game developer, you're going to have to learn to get comfortable being exactly who you want to be. And part of this is learning to let go of what people think of you, because unless you do, you're not going to be able to follow your dreams and find the happiness that you're looking for. And if you think it's a young person's game, 
That's just because this hasn't been an open opportunity for all that long. Uh, honestly, my generation was the very first generation to really grow up playing video games. The industry itself is kind of new as far as industries go. And as far as people making games from home, Unity was the first widely popular game engine that was free. Well, it wasn't free at first, they became free in 2009, but that was only 13 years ago. And it seems like a young person's game because the indie game industry is still in its infancy. Give it time. So what I'm trying to say is, yes, if you are listening, you're definitely too old for game dev. I'm obviously joking. I personally believe you are never, ever too old to start if you're willing to put in the effort to learn. You got to work around your own schedule. It's going to look different for everyone, but you put in the time and you can get there. If you loved this episode and you haven't already left a rating and review, please consider doing that now. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thanks so much.